Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Hello, Fox River. It is good to be here with you. My name is Pastor Bill, if we haven't met. So, uh, man, I just love being here when the kids sing. Anybody else like that? Man, those kids are amazing, amazing, amazing. And I love being here together at Fox River, just worshiping Jesus as well, because the light has come. Amen? All right, so, hey, I want to tell you a little secret about me. This is nothing, like, too weird, but just something that could be just a little fun, all right? So, sometimes when I'm working late, and I'm the only one, I'm working so late, I'm the only one in the office, right? Turn the light off at the end of the long day, and it's really dark, right? But, but then I step into the dark hallway, and um, it's like so dark. You know how this is. You can't see anything, and you kind of almost rely on your hearing, like where are the walls, and, and you just hope there's nothing in the dark hallway that you're going to trip over, like that kind of dark, okay? I kind of like that. It's an adventure, all right? But then way, way, way down at the end of the hall, there's this little tiny exit sign, and it's red. It just gives off a little bit of light. I can see it, and I start walking toward it, right, cautiously, but with a little bit of confidence as well. And I walk, and I eventually make it all the way down there because that dim, distant light is enough to get me where I need to go because I'm parked way on the other side of the building, okay? So anyways, I finally get there, and, and here's why I bring that up. God does the same thing for us in a spiritual sense, right? And I, and I hope that we all see that today. I hope that we see that in Scripture. We're going to go through it in just the next few minutes. But I hope just kind of as, as we're thinking and going through this together, we see this in our own lives, maybe even in our own hearts, okay? My specific prayer for each one of us, myself included, is that we would see the light that God has sent to each one of us and that we might follow it back to him. So with that said, let's start off in prayer together, shall we? Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for today, and we say this, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was, who is, and who is to come. There is no one like you, Lord. And if we're honest and we just kind of bring this out, because it's always true, it's just in the background a lot of times, but if we just bring it to the surface in this time of, of, of group prayer right here today as a Fox River family, God, we got no business being near you. You are so perfect and holy And we are so not, yet you allow us to come into your presence because of Jesus. And we just say thank you. Lord, I pray in the next few minutes that are just so precious, God, that you've given to us, I pray that we hear from you. I pray that we understand what you're trying to tell us. And Lord God, I pray that somehow, someway, by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we might respond in faith and God to take a step toward you regardless of where we are on that whole faith spectrum, God, that we might take a step toward you. God, be glorified above all, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. All right, hey, let's turn to Matthew chapter two. Matthew chapter two, you can turn there in your Bibles if you got it or your digital, on your digital device of choice. Matthew chapter two, what we're gonna do once we get into Matthew chapter two is we're gonna see a group of individuals called the Magi, all right? Some of us know them by a different name, maybe the wise men or three kings. I think there's a song about that, right? It's all about the Magi, all right? That's what we're gonna see in this particular translation, the NIV that I'll be reading from. All right, so we see a group called the Magi 
Who were they? Basically, the Magi were a group, a tribe really, of priests and astrologers from what we would look at a map today, and we'd say northeastern Iran, okay? Way up by the Caspian Sea, for those of us who are familiar with geography, okay? Um, so they're, they're really far away. And how many of them are there? How many wise men? How many magi? We normally say three, because that's what we've been taught, right? It's actually probably many, many, many more. Now, we think three because there was three gifts, right? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So three is a logical number, but again, there were many, many more. And it wasn't just the magi that were traveling. It was actually they had soldiers with them. They also had servants with them. So it was a group of probably many hundred. Now, why would they travel in such a large group? Well, there's some obvious reasons. I'll name just a couple of them. All right, protection. Protection for themselves, all right? You travel over a thousand miles uh, at that time, especially, but even today, this would be true. You don't want to travel alone, just three people, you know? Uh, you, you want to protect yourselves. And by the way, they're, they're carrying some really valuable things like gold, frankincense, and myrrh, okay? Very, very valuable. So you want to protect the stuff that you're carrying, these gifts. You don't want to get to the person you want to give the gifts to and not have the gifts, right? So you want to protect that. But then there's also this, this other really important detail is not only protection uh, for themselves and the gifts. But, but it relates to this. They are seen as enemies because the Magi tribe is a part of the Parthian Empire, which was a world superpower at the time. And Israel is ruled by the Roman Empire, which is also a world superpower at the time. So you got these two superpowers, which just happen to be in recent conflict with one another, all right, if you get into history, you'll find that out real quick. We don't have time to dive in right now. But, but they've had recent conflict. So when the Magi are here, they're seen as enemies, okay, which is, which is just a really good thing to observe. But probably the most important thing that we can just kind of appreciate about the Magi is this. They're not Jewish. And they're far from God. All right, it's just a quick show of hands. Nobody's forcing you to raise your hand. You don't have to do this, but, but if you want to. How many of us would say, I'm not Jewish either? Anybody? Any non-Jews in here? Okay. Yeah, I'm not Jewish as far as I can tell. So, um, and then don't raise your hand for this next one, but just think about it, okay? How many of us might say about ourselves, we might say, uh, or about your spouse, definitely don't say it out loud or raise your hand then, but, but, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of far away from God right now too. All right? So you just kind of consider these things about the Magi and then about ourselves and it, Maybe we have a few things in common with these, with these guys, you know? Maybe more than meets the eye, right? All right? Now, 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 here's a really important thing. In light of all that stuff we just said, in particular, they're not Jewish and they're far from God, here's one thing to just really, really take hold of and, and find comfort in. God still sends light their way. That's good. That's really good. Let's read, all right? Matthew chapter 2, we're going to start in verse number 1. Here we go. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. You see, the Magi see a star back home and he ran, again, over, well over a thousand miles away. They see the star, they recognize it, as light from God. This isn't a normal star. This thing appears. It wasn't there before. And it's kind of moving, which is kind of weird. Stars don't do that. And it's leading us east. 
And it's leading us more east and more east. I mean, we're like, we're over a thousand miles and it just keeps leading us. This is amazing. They recognize it as a light from God. And again, they follow it and it leads them to Jerusalem, straight to King Herod. So when the Magi show up and they're looking for a king because they want to worship him and they say, King of the Jews, realize this, because Herod realized this, they're not talking about King Herod. Even though King Herod would say, I am the king of the Jews, right? Caesar even says I'm king of the Jews. They're like, no, 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 we're not looking for you. We're looking for the one born king of the Jews, you know? And guess what his reaction is? We see it right there in the text. He's disturbed. Uh-huh, he's disturbed. I mean, because honestly, this is pretty offensive, right? I'm king of the Jews, but you're not looking for me. What's going on, you know? So he's disturbed. And, and, and by the way, A small army of his enemies has entered his territory and shown up on his doorstep, which makes him even more disturbed, all right? And all of Jerusalem with him, because they're like, man, is is another battle or war about to break out? Because we've been at tension with these guys, the Parthians, the Magi, and whew, this is disturbing now, okay? So can we all just say disturbed together, ready? Disturbed. Okay, because that's, that's an important thing just to kind of keep back here as we keep going through the story. Um, have you ever felt disturbed? Like everything is going, going good, everything is going fine, and then something happens and it like disrupts you or it you know, disrupts your rhythm or it just disturbs you and, and, and you're just like, oh, something's not right, right? Or you ever get a piece of news or, or a piece of information, right? And it just kind of disturbs you and you're like, man, this is, this is disturbing, all right? Well, Herod is disturbed. And I think there's a ton more behind that word disturbed. We're going to see that kind of play out in the next few minutes of all of what that means by his reactions and how he treats these situations. But he is disturbed. Now, I just want to pause for a second. Herod, just like us, all right, he, he can't control the feelings that he feels right away. Okay, I'm going to bring up a couple examples just to make sure that we're all on the same page. You ever get that feeling like, man, I just really want to rob a bank right now. It just comes out of nowhere. You're any other... Okay, maybe I'm the only one, but, but like, you know, you can't do that, but that's the feeling you get, right? All right, you probably won't laugh at this next one, but it's, just, it's, it's probably way more true, right? But, but it's like, man, I just really want to sleep with that person who just happens to not be my spouse, okay? He's, he's, I can't control that feeling. So it just comes out of left field sometimes. Actually, it's like, what in the world? I wasn't thinking anything about that. Where did that, where that come from, okay? Or, or how about this one? This is super relevant for many of us, especially depending on our history. Oh, I just have the urge to, to drink some alcohol right now. I just want to reach for a drink. I could just really go for a drink right now or, or some other substance, all right? Um, sometimes there's tensions. Here's another example. Tensions at Christmas functions, maybe at work, maybe at family. And, and all of a sudden, because somebody says something or maybe they just, just the way they walk, you know? Some people just, man, they're so arrogant. You know, just drive me crazy. I'm just disturbed about that, you know? And, and, and you're just like, man, I'm gonna climb up to the top of the Christmas tree and I'm gonna grab that ninja star and I'm just... You know, maybe, maybe you get those feelings, and it just, it just comes like, man, okay, so we can't control those, those feelings, right? We can't control those immediate emotions, but we can, we can control, we can decide, we can choose how we're going to handle them, and how we're going to, not react, but respond. And when we see the light of God, all right, that he has sent to each one of us, we can follow it. Let's see what Herod does, okay? Let's read. Matthew chapter two, we'll go to the next verse, verse four. When he had, all right, so, so King Herod heard this, one worship king of the Jews, right? Just quick recap. 
Um, and he's disturbed, all right? So what's his response or his reaction? When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. So his reaction was, I'm going to call in all the smart people in Jerusalem, all the really smart people about Scripture, and I'm going to ask them, hey, where is this king of the Jews? Where's, where's he going to be born? Okay, um, verse 5. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. And this is out of Micah chapter 5, Old Testament now. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. He's like, okay, that's good information. Verse 7, so he gets rid of them. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. Then he sent the Magi to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me that I too may go and worship him. You see, Herod sees light from God in the form of Magi, right? How did the Magi see the light from God? A star. How did Herod see light from God? People, all right? See, God sends light to us in different ways, doesn't he? Okay, so Herod sees this light from God, but he rejects it. He felt disturbed, and guess what? He follows his feelings. Anyone guilty of that? Don't raise your hand. All right? He follows his feelings instead of the light that God gave. He finds out where the child is born from his friends. He finds out when the child was born from his enemies. And then he lies. He lies. He lies because he got something going on. Remember, he's disturbed. That, that feeling didn't go away in a couple of verses. He's still served. He lies to the Magi and he says, I want to worship him too. Well, then go with them. I mean, they're going for a walk. Bethlehem's just a short distance from Jerusalem. Just go south a little bit. That's fine. But he doesn't go, right? So you see, you see this, this, this lack of integrity. I want to worship him, but he doesn't go with them, right? He's lying. Why would he lie? Because he wants to seek out and he wants to destroy baby Jesus. That's why. That's what's going on. You know, Herod is smart. Herod is powerful. But I got some good news for you. God is smarter. God is more powerful. All right? God is someone we can trust. God is someone we can depend on. And when we see his light, we can follow it knowing, not because everything looks like this, but knowing by faith it's going to be okay. Friend, I want you to hear something from God today. When you see the light that he has sent to you, you can trust him. You can depend on him. And you can follow it. And you can know it will be okay. Now, sometimes the light God sends to us is obvious. Like the first time, there might be some of us in here today. All right, online at, at our campuses, you, you're just you're hearing this for the very first time. The good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel that Jesus Christ has died for your sins. Three days later, he rose for your life. And simply by believing and trusting in him to save you, he will save you from hell to heaven. Wow. Sometimes the light is obvious. All right, here's another example of obvious light coming. I've got a friend from VR, Fox River VR, virtual reality. You put on the goggles, it's really awesome. You go in these virtual worlds. Pastor Nathan and I lead that along with a fantastic team of volunteers. And uh, man, we see some crazy things. There's a friend that I have. Um, I won't tell you his name, but, but I have a friend and, and he has some incredible obvious light come to him a while back. 
He got in a terrible car accident. And you're like, oh, that doesn't sound like light. <laughs> got in a terrible uh, car accident. He goes into the hospital because, I mean, he was very banged up. They want to see which bones are broken and how bad and all of that. So he goes in for x-rays and scans and all that. And guess what they find? They find cancer. Now, you might be like, that's a, that's a double not light example, Bill. <laughs> that's really not working. You should have picked a different story. All right? But, the, but guess what? They were able to treat the cancer that they discovered, and he's still alive to this day. All right? Now, that's obvious light. It's like, wow. Now, sometimes the, the light that God sends is obvious. Sometimes the light that God sends is a little more subtle. I was talking to a friend just a couple weeks ago, and this was his subtle light experience. He saw the Grand Canyon for the first time. Whoa. All right? Here's another example of God sending a subtle light. You hear a Christian song on The Voice. All right? You guys watch that show? Right, man, and, and you see, you see, um, you know, Gwen Stefani just tearing up a little bit, you know, like she, she doesn't know what's going on, maybe, but it's like God is sending light, and we're sitting there at home, like I'm not crying, you know, and it's just touching. Right? Here's another form of subtle light that God sends us. Sometimes it's subtle, sometimes maybe not, if I'm honest, but but it's that it's that conviction you feel after you do something, that you know you just shouldn't have done, right? That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and sometimes it is very subtle, like, ooh, I just don't feel right about that. I've, you know, that's John chapter 16, if you want to learn more about that. It's one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is he convicts us of sin. Why? So that we'll turn back to God, okay? That's what we're talking about today. Not only has the light come to us in the form of baby Jesus, what Christmas is all about, but God sends light to us each in a personal way. Have you seen it? And have you followed it like the Magi? We have that chance. Or have you rejected it like Herod? All right, verse nine. Let's pick it up in verse nine. So Herod says, hey, yeah, go find him and then let me know because I want to come worship him too. Yeah, right. Verse nine. After the Magi heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose... Right, we saw that star before, but then it disappeared when we saw Herod. But now we see the star again. Whoa, yeah, this is awesome, okay. So they star, uh, the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them and moved again. This is not a normal star, by the way. Stars don't do that, do they, right? It's very cool. God sent this star to them. Um, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down. And they worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Oh, see, God's light has come to each one of us. If we see and if we follow it, it always leads to Jesus. Ten times out of ten, it always leads to Jesus. Can we say that together? It always leads to Jesus. That's how we know it's from God. In fact, if we see light and it doesn't lead to Jesus, then we know it's not from him. I want to share a piece of scripture, just a couple verses here. This is from 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Maybe you never heard this before. This will be eye-opening for sure. Check this out. Satan himself masquerades or disguises himself as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. You see, here's what the devil does. He's got one play. You can say it in a million different ways, but he's got one play, and it's called lying or deception. So here's what the devil does. He tries to deceive. 
He tries to trick people. See, but his light, it never leads to truth in life, only disappointment and death. And some of us know that very well, by the way. His light isn't light. God's light is different, right? So the Magi, they see the light. They follow it. It leads to Jesus, just like we talked about. And they worship him. And then we go into verse number 12. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, the Magi returned to their country by another route. Jump down to verse 16. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was not only disturbed, but now he's furious. And he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem. He's like, man, if I can't find this guy, I'm just gonna kill everybody, make sure, make sure I give him. Right? So he killed all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time that he had learned from the Magi. You see, the light has come to us all. But if you reject the light, just like we see with Herod, if you reject the light that God has sent to you, the darkness you're living in gets even darker. And the tragic truth is this. This might have been the last light that Herod see. This might have been the last opportunity that Herod had to see the light and to follow it back to God. See, the difference between the Magi and Herod, it wasn't that the Magi were good people and Herod was a bad person. That, that, that's not the difference, even though there are some elements or qualities that might be true about that. The difference was the Magi saw light and they followed it. Where Herod saw light and he rejected it. Friend, don't make the same mistake Herod did. The light has come to you. See the star. See the light and follow it back to Jesus. Make no mistake. It's no mistake that you're here today. It's no mistake that you're hearing today. See the light and follow it this Christmas. Trust God. Depend on him like never before. He will take care of you and it will be okay. And, and I got even better news for you. Your Christmas season, if you choose to do that, will be better than it ever has been before. And especially if you see the light, follow it, and then you share it with others. Okay, check this out. I am confident some of us will recognize this, the cadence of it. Ready? I'm talking about convo, cookies, and cards. Oh, my. See, I knew some people would get good. You get this Wizard of Oz fan. Okay, so, so convo, Cookies and cards. Oh my, let's say, ready? Convo, cookies and cards. Oh my. Okay, good, good, good. All right, we're all having conversations. Convo, conversation. We're all having conversations uh, at Christmas time. Oh, what do you hope you get? As a kid, we'd always say that. Oh, what are you gonna, what's on your, your Christmas list? You know, what, what are you hoping to get? All that. All right, so, so but what, what do you like most about Christmas? Or, or what, what's your favorite Christmas song? And oh, I don't really like Christmas. You get some people like that, all right? And, and, and you just say bah humbug at that point and you just move on, right? But you're having these conversations. What do you like best? What if you just kind of sprinkle some light into those conversations? Just, 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 you know what I like most about Christmas? I like all these things we were talking about, but, but I just, you know, every year, I just, I really like celebrating the birth of the Savior. I just love it. 
you know? What if, what if you sprinkle some of that in there? You share that light that God has shown you. You share that with others. What about cookies? All right, this past week at our staff meeting, Pastor Guy and his wife Denise, they, they baked a whole bunch of cookies, delicious cookies, the night before and, and gave them to us. Um, and so did one of our staff members, Katie. And it was just awesome. We got all these cookies to eat and we all in this sugar rush on Wednesday morning. It was, it was amazing. But you know what, what that cookie sharing does is it communicates the love of Jesus Christ doesn't it? Like, like, wow, they cared about, they care about me and they were willing to share that. It was just, it was really like warm and fuzzy feelings inside that, that they inspired in each of us. It was really good. All right. So you can do that for others. And then with the cookies and with the conversation, you can also give cards of appreciation, like personal, I'm so glad that you're my neighbor. I'm so glad that you're my cousin. And, and that I get to see you a couple times a year. That's how it was in our family. We didn't see our cousins much. Okay. But, but I'm so glad that we're in the same family. I'm so glad we're in the same neighborhood. And, and I'm so thankful that, um, I get the chance to give you these cookies or something like that. And then you invite them to Christmas service. You might even give them one of these cards too, you know? These are great to leave on like the break table at work too, but, but even better if you give it to them with conversation or with cookies. And you just invite them and you say, it doesn't have to be awkward, you just say, hey, uh, if you're not worshiping anywhere this Christmas, I'd love for you to come worship uh, at Fox River. And let me know what service you wanna go to because Hey, maybe I can go to that one. We can sit together. It'd be fun, okay? So you just, you just sprinkle this stuff in. You just share the light in normal, everyday conversation, cookies, and cards. Good stuff, right? The light has come. Don't reject it this time, okay? Don't reject it. See it and follow it back to Jesus. Now, we're going to pray here in a second, but I want to ask a quick question. How many of us, just by a show of hands, how many, um, how many, when you think about the smiles today, when you think about the kids singing, when you think about the other music, when you think about the message that we just enjoyed, hopefully we enjoyed it together, um, when you think about that, how many would say, yeah, I saw some light from God today. I did, I saw some. Yeah, that's cool. Because I'm definitely in that boat too. I saw some light from God. I'm seeing it right now if I'm honest. So that's good. A continuation of that thought is this. Now, what are we gonna do with it? Are we gonna follow it back to Jesus? Are we gonna let it lead us back to Jesus? I hope so. Now, no doubt, there's some of us here today, God has been preparing us for this day. He's been preparing our hearts. He's been getting us to a place where we're ready to receive and find forgiveness. And we're ready to enter into, I wasn't ready before, but today I'm ready. I'm ready to enter into eternal life. He's been getting us ready for today. If that's you, I invite you to receive Jesus for the first time right now. See his light and follow it. Let's all pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the light that you've given to each one of us. Jesus, you've been getting many of us ready for this very moment. God, give us the faith and the courage to step toward you, Lord. For those ready to receive Jesus for the first time, we pray this now. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. Jesus, I believe that three days later you rose for my life. I believe that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of your forgiveness. 
and I receive you now, Lord, and I enter into your family by faith. I enter into eternal life by faith. I receive forgiveness of sins, sins past, present, and future. I, I receive your forgiveness, Lord, by faith. Thank you. With heads still bowed, with eyes still closed, if you're somebody who received Jesus for the first time right now, you've become a Christian, and I would love for you just to raise your hand and let me know that that's you today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God, for all of us, we say thank you for the light of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the light that you've sent to each one of us, that it might lead us back to you and closer to you. Lord, help us to remember you and worship you and share your light with others. Continue to bless us, Lord, as we choose to walk with you. Be glorified in us and through us, Lord, this Christmas we pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast. Oh,